Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. So good to have you at church. Can you believe we've talked for so many weeks about Christmas and it is actually nearly here. In two weeks' time, it will be over. There's a really bright light in my face today, so I might move a little. <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> um, if you are here, we would love to invite you to connect afterwards with us at the trailer. We will have some nice uh, treats for you there and tea and coffee. And hopefully over the next few weeks at our services, our family service next week and our car service that you will also be well fed at those. And we know that you here at the Hills love a good feed. Isn't that right? So we'll hope to feed you well over the next little while. But good to have you. I am continuing on with our collection. There just seems to be stuff annoying me up here today. Like standing on things and stuff. We'll get through it. It's the pantomime. <laughs> We're all good. So this is, you know what this is trying to do? I'm talking about peace today, and I'm not getting any peace up here yet between lights and standing on things, so maybe it's very apt that I'm talking about peace today. So we'll get started, and I'll get onto a bit of a rhythm of peace, but you know what? Andy kicked off last week on our Missing Peace series, and if you didn't get listening or if you weren't here, you can get so on our Spotify and iTunes and YouTube, and you can catch up on it there. But Andy talked last week about how peace is not found in a possession, but it is found in a person, and that person is Jesus. And he talked about last week how we have to have peace in our minds. And uh, peace in our minds is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. So we spoke last week that peace is possible, and we do not want to be robbed by having no peace in our minds. So peace is possible. And that leads me on this week to then talk about having peace and having peace in the area of when we're offended. Who has ever been offended? Every hand should probably be in the room. But isn't it true that when we're offended, it can rob our peace? Yeah, when we're offended, the first thing that happens is we get annoyed and we're a little bit rattled and it can rob our peace. So we're going to look today at how we deal with the offense and how we deal with the offender. Is that good? Yes, because we all deal with offense and that's dealing with us personally, but we've still got the offender in our words to deal with, don't we? So how do we deal with offense and then how do we deal with the offender? And I know you're all in here in the room today, so we're all in community. If you're listening on podcasts, you might be alone. But it goes for us all that we're always in community. We're in community in our homes. We're in community in our works. We're in community in our schools. We're in community even when we're out shopping. We're always around people and we can't get away from them. And coming up to Christmas, there's maybe people in the room that you're wanting You're sitting here thinking, I wish I could get away from this person at Christmas, but you're going to have to be in the same room as them. Anybody? Well, you know, not me. 
I'm not speaking for myself there at all. Um, I'm actually not. But you know what? It is a reality that there is times where we're in the room with people that offend us. And what do we do with that? So I am just going to start us off by reading the scripture that's going to do the talking for us, and then we're going to pray. So Romans 12, verses 14 to 18, and this was written by Paul. It should be on the screen. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. We're learning that in our house at the minute. When Ralph hits Jitta, Jitta hits Ralph. Ralph hits Jitta and Jitta hits Ralph. And they keep repaying evil for evil. And we're, I'm like, the Bible tells us, kids. But it doesn't always work. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your word. We pray that today that you would speak to us through it. God, we want peace in our lives. We want peace in our minds. We want peace in our everyday community. So God, would you just reveal to us this morning what you want to say to us and help us live a life full of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Who in this room loves free things? Who got a chocolate on the way in? I was not ready for chocolate in the way in because that was my breakfast. But I have a husband who loves free things. Who knows that? Yes, Andy loves free things. And I get to the stage sometimes where all I look around the house and I see is clutter. I'm the sort of person who's like, I'll assess the thing before I say yes because I'm like, do I have a place for that in my house? Because I do not like clutter. But who likes a host hotel stay? Yeah, who doesn't like a hotel stay? Who loves the freebies in the bathrooms? Okay, some of you, okay. My husband loves the freebies in the bathrooms. So he's like bongs as many into his bag as he can. He's even sent the little like cleaners, do you have any more of those shower gels? And they're like, how many do you want? And I am just like, do we really need to go to a hotel to restock on shower gels? And sewing kits, gee, we have like so many sewing kits from hotels in our house. No, let's, Andy, let's move on from this. People's now saying, does Andy so is showing me up? <laughs> no, Andy. Of course you don't so. <laughs> this is going from bad to worse. Sewing kits, shower gel, like body lotions, which are never going to be used. He'll take them. He nearly even asked for like a toothbrush kit, even in a hotel. Do you have any of those toothbrush kits? Oh, gee, my husband loves free things. And uh, there's some of you like that too. I, on the other hand, I'm like, I'm not really into stuff. So I'm like, oh, it's okay. You keep it or give it to someone else. But the thing is, it's free and he takes it and it's free for me and I don't normally take it. And this is a little bit like offense. Offense is something that we can take or offense is something that we can leave. And offense is given out and it's often given out by someone who maybe means to offend but sometimes they're not meaning to offend. And that's the hard thing about offense is it's given out and sometimes it's given out and plentiful. I don't know if you're sitting here right now and you're kind of thinking, let's get a little bit serious. How have I been offended? 
Has someone said something to me? Have I been left out? Have I been ignored? Has somebody been nasty? Have I been overlooked? Have I been betrayed? Have I been whatever that is, it looks different to us all. But the truth is, we all get offended. Some people may get offended every day. Some people may be not so often. But the truth is, we get offended. But what we're going to look at today is, well, what do we do when we get offended? What do we do? Because we know that offense can steal our peace. And we're looking about this month here in December, we do not want our peace taken from us. We want to be complete with peace in our lives. Our peace is too precious to be taken from us. It's too precious for someone to have a comment and that get into our lives. Because the truth is, when we get offended, it's probably about something, a small error of life. Somebody could offend us about our parenting. Someone could offend us. I think, feel like I was a little bit offended about my parent in the room when you were like showing us up about Ralph there. <laughs> we can be a little bit offended about parenting, how we look, um, who hangs out with us, who doesn't, if we're invited, if we're not. There are so many ways that we can be offended. But the hard thing with that is we, do, we, can't put a, we don't have compartments in our life or little compartments for offense. We don't have, oh, I'll, get, I'll put that there and leave it there. No, when offense gets in, it affects our whole peace. And the truth is, though, if we're wanting to be offended, we're going to get offended. The truth is, being offended is inevitable, but living offended is a choice. You know what? In the Bible, there's lots of areas that we could look and look at and think, you know what? Jesus could have been offended there. Did you know that he healed 10 lepers? How many said thank you? One. Not even a thank you from the other nine. And there's lots of places that Jesus wasn't thanked for things. He wasn't complimented for things. He was betrayed. There are so many ways that Jesus could have been offended. In Proverbs 19.11, it says this. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. To overlook an offense. And I want to say here today, overlooking an offense does not mean that you have to put it under the carpet and say it didn't happen. Overlooking isn't saying, look, I'm going to pretend these things didn't happen. But overlooking something is a form of forgiveness. It's saying, I'm going to let it go. It's the conscious decision to say, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to let it go, and I'm going to overlook it. Because I don't know about you, but when I get offended... I seem to spend that next period of time in my mind replaying what was said or what was done. Anyone else do that? Or can anyone just put it behind and maybe deal with it in a week's time? I like think about it and analyze it. But you know what? It's okay, but we have to let it go and have forgiveness in our hearts. Because when, we get, when people offend us, it's us that's carrying the lack of peace. It's probably not done them any harm because they just said or did what they wanted to do. But we cannot let other people's words and actions rob us from our peace. Your peace is too precious. Your calling's too precious. It is too precious to live offended. Being offended is inevitable, but living offended is a choice. So living 
being offended today, we want to. We've looked at well, what does that look like being offended, and how do I deal with it? Well, I can, I can let it go. I can pass over it. But another great way I thought about loving offended is, and we talk about this quite a lot at the hills, when you know who you are, and when you know who you are, it's a lot easier to not let offense get to you. When you know that you're a child of God, when you know that God loves you, he cares for you, when you know he's your provider, when he's your healer, that he's your prince of peace, king of kings, it is so much better when you know who you are to not let offense get to you. But when you add on top of that, well, who you are, who has God created you to be? Well, if he has created you to um, be married or have children or be in a certain job or do certain things, well, you're going to stand strong and be secure in what you're called to do. And these things that are going to offend us, well, they're not going to let to shake us because we know who we are called to be in Christ. And I think that's a really good way to stand firm and not let offense get to us is when we know who we are and we, when we know whose we are. And just because we um, let go of the offense, we've still got the offender. Yep whether it's a co-worker, whether it's a family member, whether it is anyone. I don't know who your offender is, but they're out there and they're there. But you know what I love? What it says in Romans, it says, as far as it's up to you. It's not saying about the offender. It's not saying about the person doing it. It's as far as it's up to you. In Romans 12, 18, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And when it comes to offense, forgiveness is key. People do wrong things and say wrong things, and sometimes they mean it and sometimes they don't. But in Romans, Paul gives us a really good recipe for dealing with these people. Because who knows when we're wronged, we want to make things right. Who knows when people say things to us, we want we to put our case on the put our case up against it. No, you're not right. Well, that's not how it is. I want to tell it this way. But the thing is, Jesus didn't tell us to be right. Jesus told us to be loving. And that's the really hard thing about dealing with offense and people who offend us is because Jesus doesn't want us to be right. He doesn't want us to tell people what they're wrong, but he wants us to be loving. And in Ephesians 4 verse 2, it says, Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Being patient and loving to people who offend us, this is what the Bible is telling us. It is not easy, folks. I'm not, I'm not preaching a message here that it's like rosy and great to do, but what our peace is too precious to let offense get in and to let people annoy and get to us. And especially coming up to this Christmas time where there's going to be lots of people, we need to know how to deal with offense and how to deal with the offenders. The first word that Paul said in Romans 12, verse 18 was bless, bless, bless those who persecute you. Mm-hmm. He did say it. Do you ever read the Bible and think, oh, why was it written this way? Could it not be a little bit easier on me? Anyone else? You know what bless means? Bless in the Greek, it's kind of a hard word to say, eulogio. It sounds a bit like yogio, you know, the thing that used to be on TV. But basically what that word means, it's to speak well of and wish blessing for someone. That's really easy to do when people's nice to you, isn't it? It's easy to bless people who's nice to us. 
Yes, it's easy to buy flowers to people who's nice to us. It's easy to compliment someone's outfit when they're nice to us. It's easy to say nice things to people who are nice. But th this isn't just for people who's nice that this verse is written for. This is for everyone, even people who would persecute you. And what Paul's doing here in this scripture, he's not just saying bless and move on. This is an actual command. And a command is something that you've got to keep doing and keep doing and keep doing. So I kind of thought about, well, what sort of ways can we bless those who offend us, bless those who's nasty to us, bless those who betray us? Well, you know what? In the Bible, in Romans, it also says we've got to live as a living sacrifice. And often when we hear those terms, we think, well, Jesus was a living sacrifice. He, you know, he died on the cross for us. But when we put that into terms about ourselves, it's actually about being selfless. And being selfless makes it a little bit easier to bless those whenever they're people who rattle us, whenever we're selfless. And we can, these are ways that we can bless people who offend us. It is so not easy, but if we've got some tools in our toolkit for when we're offended or when we're hurt or when we're betrayed, it makes life a little bit easier to live. We can bless others in our words. We can bless others when we're speaking to other people about them. We can say nice things. We can bless people with our time. We can bless people with our uh, gifts. We can gift that we can bless people with our talents. There are so many ways that we can offer a blessing to those who persecute us. But we can also pray for those who hurt us because that will help healing in our hearts. Romans 12, 16, if the band would like to come up. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud and do not be conceited. To live a selfless life is to live a life of being a blessing. Jesus did not tell us to be right, but he did tell us to be loving. And when we look at having a missing piece in our lives, maybe you have not got anyone in your world who offends you. Well, you've got a good circle. Um, but the reality is we all live in a world that is full of imperfect people. And we all know that we say it all the time. We're just a bunch of people here in the church that's just trying our best to do life. And we all will get offended, and we probably will all be the offenders at some point, too. And I know, I'm sure, you would probably like people to show grace on you whenever you slip up, and you sh because I know I would, too. But being offended is inevitable, but living in offense is a choice. And today, whenever we want peace in our hearts, because I'm sure you want peace, Last week, Andy talked about having peace in our minds. I hope and pray that that message was helpful for you last week. But the other thing is, we're surrounded by people. There is no getting away from people. And not all people are full of compliments, full of kind gifts, full of kind words, and full of kind actions. I know from my kids that growing up, we've got to teach them to be kind. I have to teach them not to pay, repay evil for evil because the natural instinct is to fight back. But when we go to the Word of God, it's not about fighting back, but it is about showing blessing and love to those who persecute you. So the next time you're offended, because I've had to do this myself, even recently, all the time, well, what do I do when I'm offended? Well, we've got to 
let it go and have some forgiveness. And when we do that, the peace in our hearts will be able to continue because God has shown us grace and mercy and goodness and forgiveness. And we are to be like Christ, to show mercy, goodness, forgiveness, and grace to other people's lives too. But then we've still got that person. Well, what do we do with them? Well, you know what we do? We bless them. We bless them when we feel like it, and we bless them when we don't feel like it. And that can be harder for some than others, but you know what? It could be is, could start off with sending a text or a bunch of flowers or a, even saying hi to someone you don't say hi to or even speaking well of them when you're speaking. And I do know that when people offend you, we do need people to talk to, and that is okay. But we talk about having trusted people here in this church, don't we? Yeah, it is good to have trusted people that you can talk your things out with. Because I did not say we brush a fence under the mat, but we've, we've got to look at it. We can talk with trusted people about being offended and what we can do. And then we can let go and have some forgiveness and then be able to be a blessing to all those in our world. Hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hey, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Waterside Theatre, and we'd love to see you at one of our services. But hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?